Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bitch Podcast. And can I just say on behalf of me and AJ, we're exhausted. Absolutely. Mentally exhausted. Physically. I don't know if I could do this anymore. It's been a whole week. And do you know how many things have happened? We're going to get into it. But it's been a year this week. Yeah. I think we're just going to start off with some things that make us happy because we absolutely need it. And then we will we will get into it don't just wait we'll get into the tea so yeah let's get into the astrology update so friday night the first quarter moon occurs when the sun in gemini forms a square with the virgo moon so what does that mean there's a crisis theme surrounding any quarter moon phase as we feel compelled to take action shortly after we are made aware of how our actions affect those close to us perhaps through trial and error Whatever project or initiative we began around the new moon is now off the ground and it may face its first obstacles. So yeah, that's really relevant. I don't know if any of you all thought so, but there's a lot going on. So now that that's out the way, let's go to our happy place talking about trends and clothes, fashion, you know, things that are relevant. (laughs) We just need a little bit of escapism right now. So let's get into it. Um, one of the trends that I'm seeing a lot is polka dots. I'm very excited by it. Just got a tr- dress in it. It's on who, what, where all the time. And you can't look at it without being happy. It just reminds me of childhood. Wait, send it to me. No, you know, it's funny. I was at um, Nordstrom Rack last week. And I was eyeing this green polka dot dress. It was like a green dress, white polka dots. It's just like the one I'm wearing right now. Y'all can't see, but me and Annika are also on FaceTime. But it's just like the one I'm wearing right now. (laughs) But I was like, I don't wear green. Like, I wear olive green, but I don't wear green green. Like, you know the shirt that you sent me? Oh, yeah. I love green. That's the first green piece I own. Greens and browns go great together. Yeah, but not like green green, you know? Not or not for me personally. Mm, I, I just love a good emerald green. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to get into it, um, but then I put it back because I was like, I just don't feel like it was giving me like kindergarten teacher, like wear that with some pumps and. Oh, you know, I know what you mean. You're at like a fifties, you know, white fifties. Yep, yep. <laughs> a different vibe. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been wearing my polka dot dress with some strappy sandals because also just like such a staple of summer but I have to say I don't like the strappy sandals that let go up around the ankle really not for me the Bottega Veneta ones it's so extra it's too much it's like a weird they be going all the way up to the shin yeah, like thing why are people doing it but just like a cute strappy sandal that doesn't make your feet hot I love it you know strappy sandals not for me um, slingback sandals, definitely for me. Like, I've been seeing so many of them. I saw the ugliest Prada one, so yesterday on Hula Wear. They had, like, jewels on, like, the first, like, strap. Like, nobody's asking for all that. But, um, strappy sandals, not for me. Slingback sandals, definitely for me. Um, which, you know, I would expect, because if we were both shoes, <laughs> we would be different shoes. It's the brand. Um, Definitely. Another thing that I've been seeing is just a lot of gold jewelry, um, gold chain necklaces, gold dome rings, just gold jewelry in general. I know Mango has a good affordable one if you can't afford majority, because who can actually afford majority? Um, But the dome rings, (laughs) 
The dome rings are really in. I just feel like they look super chunky. You know what I'm saying? I love chunky gold jewelry. It just elevates any outfit. And sometimes when I see like people with chunky gold jewelry and they're wearing like sweats, I'm like, this is weird, but I kind of like it. Well, I remember when we were in Barcelona, like what two? Oh my God. You know what? I keep getting these um, memories. You know, those no. Google photo memory things. Yeah, yeah. When they're like, this is where you were two years ago. For context, in Barcelona. Aiden and I were roommates on a study abroad trip in Barcelona for a month. Yeah. Good times. Great times. We, yeah. Crazy. I think we were roommates with like, what, two other people? Yeah. Some of the others <laughs> didn't survive, but we survived. Oh, stop. I still stand by this. Annika's mean. I'm... Annika's just mean. No. Mm-mm. She knows what she did, but whatever. <laughs> so anyways, um, what was I even saying? I was saying something about, oh yeah, when we were in Barcelona, you know, I totally forgot. But just so y'all know, we was in Barcelona two years ago on this day. And I'm very nostalgic because, you know, when the world opens back up. <sighs> yeah. Well, <laughs> our Rosebud Thorn. What do you have? Oh, yeah, our propagation. Uh, so I bought, I bit the bullet, and I did a bullet journal this week. And you know what? So I've just been watching a lot of YouTube videos on people making bullet journals and I've been a little bit doubtful because I'm like, mm, I just feel like this is so much work. But now that we're in quarantine and I have 24 hours a day to just like do stuff, um, the bullet journal has been really doing it for me. You can do a calendar, you can do a finance spread, you can do a wish list, you can do weekly spreads. Like it's really, I love it. And I put all my stickers on there. And you know, my mom is a, an elementary school teacher, so. I have a sticker plug. Yeah. Stickers, pens, all of that. I love bullet plug. journals. Also, if you're going to bullet journal, get mild liners because they are the best highlighters out there. Okay. I was really oh. into like, I had like a Tumblr phase of bullet journaling where I was like super into mm-hmm. it. I got the Muji pens. I got the mild liners. I got the washi tape because I was like, I'm going to go full in. Yeah. I was going to say, where you even get washi tape from? Oh, they sold it at Muji. Oh, is it just that really thin tape? Yeah. Like, what is that even for if you're not bullet journaling? I, it serves no real purpose because, like, it doesn't even work as tape. But it looks cute, and I'm <laughs> going to it. But I just ordered another two packs of mild liners to complete the set, and honestly, it makes me so happy. And especially because, like, these summer classes are getting dull. So I need to spice oh up a bit. Ugh, halfway through. It's terrible. Yeah. Um... What else? Oh, yeah. Another rose for me is a Fitbit. I got this cute little lilac Fitbit to match my lilac bullet journal, you know, just something light. And you know what? I don't. So I used to be a track athlete. I used to run a lot, like even when I come home. But in Texas, it's just super hot. So I've been doing a lot of yoga as my workouts, like morning yoga and night yoga. And I've just been feeling so, you know, so influencer so wow good for <laughs> so <you>. yoga <laughs> only for like 30 minutes out the day <laughs> then back to like whatever this is but it's been nice um it tracks my sleep which you know I've been needing I just think it's cute because it matches my bullet journal and my nails and my water bottle <laughs> what about you um something I've really been loving is my colorful rain jacket I actually got it in 
Amsterdam at this like it's like a luxury outlet I don't even know but it's bright bright blue and in California we have like June gloom like you think June is like like it's not like it's just gloomy all morning sometimes the sun comes out and it's been slightly misty which is like my most hated form of precipitation so I've just been busting that out to add some color to my day oh girl it is so hot in Texas we'll get there like today we (laughs) we went out to get a birthday gift for my mom and like I almost died and it was only 87 degrees and you know when you get in your car and the seats are like leather and then you like belt buckle touching the seat belt yes Oh my gosh. Okay. So, Bud, do you want to go? Sure. I've been looking at this APC, which is this French brand that I love, very normcore, like half moon bag <laughs> with this gold chain. And I saw all the Parisian women out there on the subway wearing it. And I was like, I just want to assimilate. Like, should I get this bag? And now it's like, I found it on the real real, which one I love the real real, like luxury consignment needs to be more used. It's more sustainable. I feel great shopping there. Um, but I've been looking at it for a hot minute on there. So we'll see if I commit. Um, unpopular opinion, either that or I'm just like uneducated on this, but I don't know how to use the real real. Okay, you are the I don't second have... person to say that to me. The thing about the real real is you sign up and you ha- you can't look for a specific thing. You can't be like, oh, I want a linen dress. You have to look at brands. You have to look at the brands that you like and then try and find mm. pieces from those brands that's the best way to search I know that's why you have to just narrow down you can't it's the same as thrift shopping you have to have the same mentality you can't go in looking for one thing you have to have an open mind and then sift through all the stuff interesting because like those luxury consignment um, websites like I love the concept don't understand the execution I don't love the user experience but um, that's fair it could be improved you know I learned something today. And if, who, what, where, if you're listening, <laughs> please make an app. Man Repeller, if you're listening, please also make an True. app because that would just be. Ugh. I check who, what, so where I don't every have to day. go on my website. Who, what, where, US, oh, me too. UK. Period. Period. Yes. And who, what, where, if you're listening, please hire more black editors because I'm tired of seeing so many articles of just like, oh, this is the number one hair thing. It's, and it's. Free. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And then the occasional article about black women. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, m- my bud for the week, Telfar bag. Um, speaking of black owned businesses, um, Telfar, if y'all don't know, Telfar is such an amazing designer, black owned, like I said. The bag is what I was reading an article on it and they called it the Bushwick Birkin. <laughs> Interesting, right? Wow. So they said that a lot of it was like published in late 2019. And so many other um, fashion places were publishing about it. And they were saying that a lot of people in New York City have Telfar bags. And it's supposed to be a shopping tote. You guys will see on the Instagram, it looks like a giant shopping tote because it's a large one. But it's literally just a bag with the Telfar logo on it. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the status that I like. I don't know if it's like because I've just seen it so much. But I just really want one. A lot, actually. But I have totes. So I don't know. I don't even know how to justify wanting it, but I saw one on sale in the Essence sale, Ooh. but it's not got, it's like 23% off. So I don't know if it's worth mm. it. So yeah. Yeah. Thorn. Things we don't like. <laughs> Ugh. 
Hmm. You should definitely go first because I don't even know why. Okay, Biore <laughs> nose strips, way overhyped. When I had TikTok, before I deleted TikTok because they were censoring Black Lives Matter stuff, Good. they should be canceled. Um, uh, every white girl was using Biore nose strips and I was like, this stuff doesn't work. It punctures your skin. It's not good for you. But everyone was using it. Like, bitch, how many dermatologists have to tell you not to use these? Literally not, like, it's so bad. The chemical composition is bad. The execution is bad. The product design, terrible. Yep. Literally any chemical cosmetic, cosmetic, cosmetic chemist will tell you that. English. Okay, my thorn. So this is kind of like, I don't really know how I feel about this. But I recently bought some matcha powder because I was just, you know, inspired and been making some matcha lattes. Not sure if I'm there yet as a daily thing. Um, but if y'all know some good matcha recipes, please let us know because I don't know. Like, I feel like it's so easy to put in too much and like make it too matcha powdery and not put in enough and just make it too milky. I don't know. And then I also see recipes that are just really ugly like they'll be like or or you know when recipes first of all spend too much time talking about um like their experience with the food and then and then the recipes <laughs> like, at the bottom back in the day oh my god yes and then you just scroll and there's like 37 ads Ugh. no but they're like yeah add dates first of all dates no. ew second of all like it, it's just if y'all know a good matcha recipe send some our way send it to our instagram absolutely all right now that that's out of the way. Tea. So, um, yeah. Let's start with Call Her Daddy. Very controversial. Because at first, I just thought that these two basic white bitches were just like the downfall of feminism. And I don't listen to them, but I absolutely am living for the drama. So, basically, I don't even want to explain this. It's so long. Basically, these two white girls got greedy, started asking for more money, and then their podcast was taken away from them, and then one of them backstabbed the other, and now one of them has a podcast. So, in short, wow. Look what they will do to each other. I just can't. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, then you just, you won't but care. But you can't say if you know, you know. No, because the thing is, <laughs> if you know about them, you already know the situation. But if you don't know about them, you literally don't care, like, how they breathe. Okay, you got know it. what I mean? Like Caroline Calloway type exactly. drama. Callaway drama. How I do you feel about know. Caroline Callaway? Like, I have no opinion. <laughs> you don't know. No, literally, like, I just feel like, what are we getting from this? <laughs> like, just, it's another white girl with rich parents and yeah, stupid antics. Just, like, yeah. I can't be bothered. It's really not worth my time to think about, so I just don't. We should... However, I I just did... think, like, we should practice that more often with celebrity drama, like... Like, do you really have the capacity to care about this? Do you? Yeah. I just can't be bothered. However, I will say her little dinner party that she spent like weeks and weeks making a few months ago. It's like she had little placards and you came dressed as your favorite character and blah, blah, blah. I thought that was a cute party I idea. Do. And you know I love throwing parties. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so there's been Bill Gates. so many conspiracy <laughs> theories about Bill Gates developing the coronavirus Girl. vaccine, and then him secretly, yeah, secretly <gasps> infecting oh, everyone that. with microchips. And it, can we just, can we leave Bill Gates alone? Like, he is doing so much for us. Um, Bill and leave Linda Bill have been Gates doing, alone. no, Girl, they've been doing so the much rich. for Are this you world. kidding me? Sanitation eat in the Africa. Rich. They are 
leading in vaccines. No, 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 no. I respect them because I mm-hmm. love, I mm-hmm. really appreciate Either Melinda which. and she does great work. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation support so Ew. many artistic outlets. Okay, she's I'm not so talking about him though. as a person. I'm talking about the work he does. I don't care about him as a person. Like, he's just another white man. <laughs> but what they do for society is Okay, important. so, like... Mm, I guess. I, I mean, I googled the whole Bill Gates predicting the coronavirus mm. thing. That's what you're talking about? Apparently, he, like, spoke at some conference a few months before the whole coronavirus thing, talking about how there's going to be a pandemic or an epidemic. Um, What did he say? I feel very confident that we won't ignore the potential for the next epidemic, that this is such a dramatic thing that will reshape our lives and the economy, create so many tragedies, we will get ready. T, was he, did he know? I just don't trust people with that much money. Like, you definitely know something. Okay, they definitely could have insights that the rest of the world just doesn't have. But I also think, like, if he is warning people, like, good on him. Where are the rest of the people who are selling stuff who should have been warning the rest of us? Mm, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't, I don't trust it. I literally, if (laughs) I literally don't trust it. Um, (laughs) so now to the biggest tea not even the biggest tea there's so much tea can we just like list everything after this like doja cat happened anonymous came out the shadows anonymous he said we're here for the people like wow yeah he said the amish came out the shadows wow like are you kidding me okay so yeah y'all know what's been going on um so, I mean, part of our podcast is obviously bringing attention to things that happen, partly, like, bringing There's a lot of frivolousness, <laughs> and then there's also, black like, women. us as Black women, our existence is inherently political, so we need to talk about it. Yes, and tied to this, period. So, you know, rest in peace to all of the people that have been and killed also by the pigs. People and killed by the cops. didn't have it videotaped and their deaths are just overlooked. Like, those people also deserve recognition. Oh, yeah. Yes. All of the trans, trans lives, all the women POCs. that we don't talk about enough. All of the... Period. So, so disgusting. All cops are bastards, as y'all know. Um, including your uncle. Including your neighbor. Including the cop that you really love, including the SRO from your high school, all of them bastards. Um, so, but apparently Lil Wayne and Shameek Moore don't agree. And apparently we are the problem. Um, if y'all don't know who Shameek no. Moore is, do you know who Shameek Moore is? Literally, who cares? Because he was talking about, he tweeted, look, all I'm saying is, I have a very strong opinion that the black community hates to hear, but needs to hear. We need to learn how to deal with police and or racism because this is part of the scenario we have failed to fix. We have failed to fix. As it's if like, we, did we <laughs> decided to just be killed. That enslaves black people to this day. Did we, did we want this? And even we were, t- they were talking about how, um, police are basically a derivative of what was it? Slave, like cops yeah you know what i'm saying like the badge is apparently historical symbol crazy um and then he also said look all i'm saying is in the moment when we are experiencing racism can we the black community find ways to avoid being killed or hunted 
avoid okay, being so basically killed he or was hunted. like these slave catchers are coming for us but like maybe just maybe we can be nice to them so it won't happen you know okay to all you black people listening <laughs> talking about some well okay this is how specifically we have to don be, lemon know, he's out time, here being like, like these looters are not representative of the black community i just i can't stand Don Lemon. oh really Mm-hmm. interesting i didn't know he said that nice um friend. but you know i'm not surprised but to all you black people that are listening that think that you know we have a responsibility to assimilate we have a responsibility to participate in respectability politics what are you doing literally what are you doing all of like <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because you are the same people talking about some joe biden 2020 where is joe biden in all of this sitting in the comfort of his own home doing absolutely nothing so all you shameek moors out there you're canceled you need to understand that these cops aren't here for you these people aren't here to protect you these people are not here in your best interest they're here to collect a paycheck and i and it's also amazing to me that people think that we can just reform the system from inside that somehow like a black person becoming a cop will change the system they like let me just put audrey lord into this and she said for the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house you cannot break an institution from the inside you're inherently now part of that oppressive system and you perpetuate the same things that that oppressive system puts on other black people you are now a part of the problem see that's what y'all need to do pick up a book that's the first step pick up a book there's so many like, um everyone should go to the new reading. york times <laughs> anti-racist reading list great literature you should all be watching 13th on netflix you should all be watching i am not your negro with james baldwin educate yourselves i've had lots of people lots of people reach out to me in the past week who in the past week about race before this and they're like this must be a really hard time for you but also i would really like to talk about my own feelings Bitch, about it this. Is. and i'm like i cannot carry your emotional burden i'm so sorry and i even had a conversation today with my white grandparents if y'all didn't know my grandparents are white my mother's adopted um about cool. how <laughs> their white privilege hurts other people and how they directly benefit from racism and how they can educate themselves because my grandfather mm-hmm. was like would you like to talk to my men's group and I was like no I do not to his men's group to, to your and what I said, no I do not <laughs> because it is not my oh, job as a black Jesus. person to educate another group of older white men before they educate themselves first I would I'd be happy to have that conversation but they need to be open to have that conversation and if they are not properly educated on the ways in which they benefit from this oppressive system we can't have that conversation and you know what it's like not only is all of this happening but we're still as black people look like oh. expected to return to work return to school on Monday do my my medical school applications show up do all of these things and i'm just like oh my god how am i supposed to do all of this like how am i supposed to process the the collective mm-hmm. trauma of society right now mm-hmm. process me as just a human and show up to yeah. class tomorrow monday show up to all kinds of things like how am i supposed to be doing yeah. that i don't understand it's like where is where is the where and is the hope? Where's the community? I cannot stand the
the white people who are going out to be instigators because I I just want to acknowledge like I see a lot of you strong allies out there good for you but the white people that are going out just to fuck shit up why why and this is what this is what CNN is picking oh my god this is what news organizations are seeing they're not seeing our actual struggle I literally saw this tweet of like this white girl who's like, should we get oh, drunk I saw and that. You know, go loot? Like with everyone else. She was else. like, let me get a riot like, outfit. Bitch. Like, oh. Okay. Ugh. Mm. I bet it was ugly. I bet the outfit was not cute. No, I saw the outfit. It was not cute. Um, anyway. So yeah, do your Googles, do your readings. Don't like check in on your black people if you are black. If you're white, know your place. I don't want people to check in on me anymore because because the people I definitely don't want people to check in on me. See, even my like my POC friends who are not black are checking in on me, but it's they're checking in to then start a conversation, which I do not want to have with you. I really don't. See, no, you don't. Our our Charles is an amazing (laughs) and amazing black man. Shout out, Charles. Shout out to Charles, non-problematic black man at our college. I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe not. But (laughs) so Charles, love Charles to death. He was talking about the other day. Um, he was like, AJ, this is just so heavy for me right now, and because you know, I think he has family or something in Minneapolis. But it's true. Like I, I had to check in on Charles. Like, like things like that. I feel like I need to check in on people in which this hits close to home if they're black. I'm not I'm not about to have white people checking on me. I will ignore you. Like you should check your money into those donations. Yes. You should check your money yes. into the bailout funds. Do not check in on me. Mm-hmm. Go check into the protest, mm-hmm. but don't check in on me. Cause I'm not okay. Like it's obvious. Um also, you know who we need to check in on? Lil Wayne. Because he was on Instagram Live this week talking about George Floyd's death and He said, I think when we see the situations, we have to get very specific. We have to understand that we have to um, stop viewing it in such a broad view, meaning we have to stop placing the blame on the whole force and the whole everybody or a certain race or everybody with a badge. We have to actually get into who that person is. And if we want to place the blame on anybody, it should be ourselves for not doing more than what we think we're doing. Like, I literally don't understand why these people think we should carry the blame to go away. It's not a few bad apples. To die. Bitch, Lil Wayne, if you weren't Lil Wayne, I guarantee, I guarantee you would also be a target. I definitely guarantee. Mm -hmm. That's why you look like a crab apple. You know those celebrities reading mean tweets? Somebody said Lil Wayne looks like a crab apple. It is just like (laughs) poetry, poetry. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to go into the hot take section of our podcast, but. I'm just exhausted, truly. Even just talking about this right now, I'm exhausted. Last night before we recorded, we were like about to record. Then we got on. Yeah, it was just yesterday was very, very difficult (laughs) to actively see um, black people being beaten up in the streets. And I had absolutely no capacity to put forth to anything else. Absolutely. Children being maced, rubber bullets. And um, can we talk about um, Anonymous yeah. coming out the shadows? Okay, I did Are they see come that Anonymous was <laughs> trending today on Twitter, and they had supposedly released 
court documents between Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump. Still waiting on verification to see if that's true, but that would be such an interesting development. The tea. The we tea. may get into that next week Could if it imagine? turns out to be true. I still need verification. Um, yes. Um, well, no, it says five hours ago they released proof tying Donald Trump to the death mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein. Um, yeah, but anonymous, if you're listening, <laughs> drag him, delete his Twitter, take him off the internet, something. do something, please. I just think anonymous, that out of all listening. of this, we will either move closer to fascism or revolution, but the polls are just moving farther and farther apart. To get into our interpersonal critique, I just want to talk about what it means to be African-American. Because I think for AJ and I, they're very different definitions. We do. But like, for me, like, I feel like that hyphen between African-American for us is like the difference of an ocean. Like, for you, you're... I oh am my god, are poem. you quoting my poem? Girl! <laughs> but, like, you're okay, gonna on. your first gen. And for me, um, being African-American mm-hmm. holds a distinct context of, like, being descendants of slaves. So I think that our experience of being Black is similar, but, like, our experience as an African-American so is different, different. because within the African-American community, even in our college, there are different factions. Like we're in different groups. Like there are totally different people. Yeah, North oh, Africans, yeah, like the whole other group. thing. Nigerians, their own group. Like Caribbeans, totally different section. You like, it's not monolithic. Oh yeah, they be dancing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like, as someone, as a child of the diaspora, you know, I can like definitely speak for the whole thing of, not feeling African enough, not feeling American enough, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, I mean, I still haven't seen Love and Basketball. Like, stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I mean, but, yeah, I feel no. like, have you seen Love and Basketball? Um, yeah, so it's just a big diaspora, and it's just a it's just a whole experience. And the way in which I even relate with my parents is so different because – the way in which they sort of contribute to the definition of African-Americans. They're American citizens now. They're still African. We have completely different values. They grew up in Ghana. I grew up in Texas. It's just like a whole different, like it's almost like we're speaking a different language sometimes. And even how I relate to like Annika, still sometimes speaking a different language. So I really do feel like the only people I can relate to are people in my shoes. So first generation Africans, Americans. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean but I'm still be on the street. But I mean, so for me being African American is so different because I don't know where my heritage comes from, and I feel like I talk to a lot of like other African Americans who are like, yeah, oh, like yeah. we have no idea Tragic. what culture we are, so we just take from a whole bunch of cultures, and then yeah, I was gonna say like, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about? Do you feel like you're appropriate? I don't like. You... I don't know, know, like, I'll listen to, like, like Afropop or whatever. It'll be, like, Ghanaian music, South African music, Nigerian music, whatever. But I don't ever feel like I'm appropriating. And if someone called me out on it, like, I would love to have that conversation. But I feel like so many African Americans just do not know the context in which they came from. So they try and see where they fit in. And 
and of the black community that's a hard thing to do because if you are first gen and african-american you already have your group Mm. but it's like uh, I wouldn't say that's the case all this I mean obviously none of this is the case all the time but it's like I don't know like people are really territorial that's true people like to gatekeep (laughs) they love to gatekeep because like what we're talking about is definitely not even the case for people that are like you know that one girl that we go to school with that um she's like half African yeah, but the and first like thing she'll white. tell you is that she's and also it's like, white. How do you even, so. girl? <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you're but... black. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of gatekeeping going on, also, because I don't, I don't really know what to make of it. Like, you really just show up with like how mm-hmm. you were, like where you were raised, to be honest. Because I know people that were, like, born in the hood and they're, like, first-generation African and they identify it's more true. with being African-American. But I don't like, know. What does it even but mean you to also identify? see, like, so many <laughs> Black people who have the privilege of going to universities grew up in white communities because that was the only way in which they were able Period. to enter uh, the academic system. So, like, I mean, true, mm-hmm. like, I moved across country but I still ended up both in primarily white communities and like I benefited from their education more than if I had grown up anywhere else and I think one of the first things that happened to me when I got to college I was like I went into the black institute and I was like oh I don't really know where I fit in like I've never really grown up in black communities and someone (laughs) turned to me and was like nobody here grew up in black communities we wouldn't be here if we grew up in black communities Mm mm-hmm interesting interesting I mean the institute you know she needs a little bit of work but (laughs) I mean it's really representative even in the groups that we see at the institute there's like the African organization there was said is students against institutional (laughs) discrimination which is where AJ and I met because we were both on the board and it was political organizing for the black community she is she's on hiatus right now fun fact so sad um but there's that there's also just like the general black group there's the haitian group there's we the love Caribbean to group. segregate it's very and it's just interesting. Like interesting because i mean but like could you blame us because i really i really 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 don't understand like i can't sure. at all identify with haitian culture mm-hmm. for example but it's like we have so many overlaps and then there's like so many overlaps, yeah they really love like, to fight about Caribbean cultures like it, it's all just the time oh I don't take part in the jollof rice argument I feel like it's just as good as the auntie making it I've had good Ghanaian jollof I've had good Nigerian jollof but I've never had good Liberian jollof which I don't understand why y'all even include that in the argument because who's checking for y'all <laughs> but um no, really. Like, that's at least the only truth. Who's checking for y'all? And people will bring Senegalese jollof into the argument. Like, that's just okay. way too far. You said you had no opinion. But in anyways. I did. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't have an opinion. Like, I don't think one is better than the other. But, like, don't bring, like, frivolous. Don't bring, like, you might have, you're comparing apples and oranges at this point. I feel like, anyways. <laughs> anyways, so, yeah. Being black, not a monolith, definitely a trip, definitely interesting. You know, when I listen to Bobo and Flex, shout out to them. Bobo and Flex, if you're listening, love you. 
Um, when I listen to Bobo and Flex, so I believe Flex is Gunyan. And right? grew up in Australia or something? I just think that's so interesting. I'm check that right now. Yeah, can you fact check that? Well, gotcha. she's currently in Australia. And I just think that's so yeah. interesting. She's Gunyan Australian. And that's just such an interesting overlap to me. I have a friend who's Nigerian Irish. And I'm wow. like, what? Yeah. yeah, right? Is that wild? But it's like the the like um what is it the african part is always yeah really like the same across like no matter where you've grown up and then i'm not really sure i mean american culture influences a lot of other cultures so i'm not really sure if it's that like mm-hmm. i don't see that much difference between me and flex except that she's like the bomb um so yeah bottom line it is, is it's hard out here but it's like what are y'all doing for each other and for yourselves yeah, to, you so know, experience joy in a time like this. Because I find myself turning off the news, but then it's like, I want to stay informed, but then it's like, I want to yeah. donate, I want to contribute to resources, yeah. but it's like, I want to yeah. know what's going on. Like, you know um, what I mean? Well, bringing it to self-care, how, how do we do this? How do we help? How do we come out of this? The way that there's I know, nothing. Self-care in this time is just, it's, it's not <laughs> happening. I'm. I literally do not even funny doing shopping. For you, yeah, that's real sad. Um, <laughs> like I don't even know. I've been doing yoga to sort of just feel something lately, and even then, I just like I don't really gain nothing than just being sore. <laughs> like I just come out of the workout and I'm like, dang, now I got to do something. I just don't know. How would y'all say that? I'm getting real comfy. How would y'all say that you're um, taking care of yourself in a time like this? Because it's like I feel guilt sometimes when I'm not staying informed. I feel guilt when I'm not, um, you know, contributing. Give your hand. I can't. It's like mask of the sound water. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I just, I just feel a lot of guilt around taking care of myself sometimes when I know I shouldn't. And what do you, what do you um, think? I what have you been doing sleep as much as I want? Because I know that if I don't sleep, like, I am not present as a human being. Um, so, like, eight and a half hours is, like, the perfect amount for me. Um, but it's also, like, I, I need to keep checking in with people. I have been talking to people constantly throughout this entire thing. And, but I'm also very careful to pick and choose the people that I'm engaging with because some of the conversations are just really not productive and others really, I, I need them. Like they are nourishing. So same. I needed Yesterday this. we couldn't, but today we I definitely can. needed this. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can. I mean, it was just so much. Yeah. It was just so much. Um, are, do if you I wasn't at home with someone who is compromised, then I would. Like, if I were at my apartment in Boston or, like, in a city, I definitely would. No, definitely, yeah, like, because there's also a whole pandemic happening. Coronavirus like, can we, really can we, like, talk about that? <laughs> the amount of people that really could be out here for the cause, so. Are you there are kidding a lot of people, me? I've seen like, so many people. Think about people. us, like, like without masks. If, if, 
coronavirus weren't ha- weren't happening right now, I'd be out there. That's absolutely insane. There's a whole pandemic, and it's just like it makes me really scared because black people are, black people are already black people are already like, suffering. You know, more susceptible more unemployment, higher rates. I mean, not of more susceptible because but you know of coronavirus, I mean. and I would hate to see because of these protests that more people got coronavirus. But I also feel like that is slightly inevitable because of what's happening. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like you know, check in on yourself. Be alone. That's something that I definitely um, was like, why am I not doing that? Be alone. Do something you like. Remember, we were already struggling before this. We were already in the middle of a pandemic. And now, like, the world is falling apart. The world has always been falling apart. So buy that Telfar bag that you really want. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I suggest things that provide you with immediate gratification. That's what I would say. Absolutely. And I know that like my therapist yes, would tell me but that's, that's not what the healthiest we need. thing. But the amount of rush. <laughs> no, the world is falling apart. Get your Telfar bag. Start your bullet journal. Get that Fitbit, even if you don't exercise that much. True. Like literally. Like you're not <laughs> you're not gonna come out of this True. alive. So So Might as well die with the Everyone Telfar bag. have a safe week. And really do something for yourself that feels immediately good but if you're white don't stop fighting because you you don't you don't get you don't get um off time that's reserved for us and y'all are also still responsible for like fixing climate change and stuff because (laughs) y'all y'all started this with y'all little corporations so go ahead do the whole thing. We're going to be taking care of ourselves when we need to. Y'all donate. We will donate. And yeah, do your, do your Googles. <laughs>